Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show. I am the one and only Dave Fremlin, and you are listening to me. Yay! Welcome to my show. Today is July. No, it isn't. It's June 6th, 2022. It is currently 12.58 p.m. in the afternoon. It's right now beautiful, but we're expecting rain. But according to my rain indicator on my phone, they keep moving it back. It was supposed to be at noon, then at 1, now at 2. Maybe we'll get rain by 10 p.m. Today's topic is a very important topic. It's going to cover multiple topics and remember that within my podcast there are messages that are for people that understand them um so anyways the topic the main top you are listening to the dave fremlin show wanted to share with anyone who's interested out there um it takes a so, super uh, duper long time yeah to boot it up. um and so I, anyways, and now tonight I'm gonna not give you some information. Yay! A doctor, um, which I forgot what it is. Right. You are listening to the Dave Fremlin Show. Yay! I guess we'll see what happens, right? I didn't. The subtopic you'll figure out. The main topic is about how to not, or how to deal with anxiety in the morning. And I'm talking about this because lately I have been waking up with a lot of anxiety in the morning. Not 100% sure what that's all about, but what it's about is not as important as how to deal with it. So where do I begin? Many, many people, I'm not the only one. The reason that I feel qualified to give these podcasts is because I know for sure that I'm not the only person that goes through these things. And the reason I know that is because I'm a human. I'm a human. I'm probably just like every other human. So I know that I'm not the only one that goes through these things, and that's why I do the podcast. And what qualifies me to do the podcast is that I am just going from my own experiences, the experiences of those whom I have been witness to, and or professional experiences that have been brought to me by therapists and professionals. And so those are my qualifications on giving talks about psychological issues. Uh, I am not a doctor. I'm not a therapist. But I am a person who has spent my whole life around doctors and therapists. Which is not to say that education comes through osmosis. But if you hang out with certain people for a certain length of time, you start to think like they do and... You absorb certain pieces of information just because the level of topic is what comes up. So, uh, and I don't admit to being intelligent. I don't admit to being better than anything or anyone else. I really don't admit to anything. Um, I'm just a basic average human being and I am talking about my own experiences and how I deal with certain issues. All right. So. On to the topic, how to deal with anxiety in the morning. Now, I could do some background that I have for the last maybe 10 days been dealing with uh, not severe, but I would say significant level of anxiety in the morning. I don't really know what's causing it. I know that there are factors 
involved that are some are controllable and some are not. But there are things that, uh, for example, I got cast in a show and it's a new situation for me. I feel a little bit intimidated. That's on my mind. I feel qualified, but I just feel intimidated. And I also got an opportunity to direct a 10-minute show and I have anxiety about that. So if you combine those two things, which are basically stacked back to back, uh, I'm relieved on one level that I have stuff to do that's interesting, exciting, and fun. On the other hand, there is a certain amount of stress involved, but it's the kind of stress that I kind of like. I kind of thrive on it. It's not the kind of stress that I am talking about when I talk about my morning anxiety. And what I mean by morning anxiety is, I mean, I'm waking up with a certain feeling in my chest and heart. You are listening to the one and only Dave Fremlin Show on Podbean. And in my upper body, that just feels tight, short of breath, squeezed. Um, and it causes my head to feel, as in my brain, as in my thoughts, to think in an almost like panicky, sort of adrenal kind of a way. I don't know what's causing it. I know there are some factors, which I just laid out two of them. On top of that, there's money. There's, you know, multiple shootings have occurred like every weekend for the last, I don't know, year. There's been multiple shootings and things like that. It puts a certain level on top. I don't like the government. I don't like what's, I don't like these people talking about gun controls. I don't like them stepping on our constitutional rights. Um, okay, subtext alert for those of you who are paying close attention to how I do my podcast now. Um, so those factors are, oh, and a biggie. Here's a biggie. I have two physical problems. One, restless leg syndrome. Two is dopamine agonist withdrawal syndrome, which is related to restless leg syndrome medications. And the recovery issues and recovery pertains to 12-step and, you know, abuse of drugs, um, which is related also uh, through multiple tentacles. And so there's the recovery, there's the issue of the medical issue with the dopamine agonist withdrawal syndrome. You can review some of my past podcasts to get a better image of that. And all that, all those things. Oh, and the fact that I'm living alone in a new situation, job factors. I screwed up somebody's credit card yesterday. I'm kind of nervous about that. So if you count maybe 10 <coughs> individual factors that could each lead to anxiety and you add them up, you could see that I have a lot of anxiety. Now, usually, not usually, what... Well, what I would prefer is if I woke up in the morning, today was almost good. I woke up today and I had felt like I had a good sleep. And that's really rare because I have restless leg syndrome and my sleep is really disturbed and uncomfortable and almost nil. It takes difficult to fall asleep and then I wake up 
and it's hard to go back to sleep. And my legs, my torso are uncomfortable. That's related to restless leg syndrome. So when I actually get asleep where I wake up and feel like, wow, I was asleep, I really cherish that. And this morning, I woke up. I woke up earlier than I wanted to, but I was able to lay in bed till 10. And I felt like I really slept. And when I checked my fitness monitor, it indicated that I did, in fact, have a good sleep. And uh, so I appreciate that. But then right after I woke up, I start to, I don't know, feel anxiety. So what is the solution? I've now talked nine minutes about the problem. What is the solution? Here's what I do. And it, it doesn't work every time. It doesn't even really alleviate anxiety as much as it creates a space for, um, see, anxiety, I don't want to go into like medical stuff, but anxiety, is, it's a physical and physiological and physio-psychological manifestation and interpretation and it's just like the brain reacts to the body the body reacts to the brain there are surrounding circumstances ultimately and so the all these factors lead up so you can't really just say i'm going to make anxiety go away in fact that would probably lead to more anxiety so what i do is i try to remember that i can't really make anxiety go away but what I can do and what I try to do is make it okay with me to have anxiety. I'm not, I don't want to become anxious. I do not want to live in, I am an anxious person. I'm Dave Fremland and you are listening to the one and only Dave Fremland Show. I want to be a person who has sometimes experiences of anxiety so that is called a frame of mind so there's two frames of mind i'm anxious i'm anxious i'm a, i suffer from anxiety okay the verb there is i suffer and i am anxious um i am is a statement of being and so we don't want to do that we want to be, I am, what am I? I am a human, uh, I am a human created by God in the image and likeness of God. And I am a, a human who lives on earth and I experience anxiety because that's part of being on earth. So that is called reframing the mind. And once the mind is reframed. That's process number one. That comes first. And that's pretty easy because I wake up in the morning, I have anxiety, and my thoughts are, oh my God, I'm, I'm feeling anxious, blah, blah, blah. I immediately do not adopt this as a permanent state of being. Okay? I'm not a permanently anxious person. I'm having uncomfortable anxiety. It's what it is. It's all it is. It's uncomfortable anxiety. All it is is physical discomfort that my brain is interpreting as nervousness or whatever and is trying to attach to a cause. 
that's what brains do. Brains are like a giant file cabinet and they see a thing and they try to categorize it. This is anxiety caused by blah, 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 blah. And it tries to review everything going on. And so that process needs to be, or preferably would be slowed down. So the reframing of the mind comes first. Then comes slowing down the natural, I guess, mental reverberations. I guess that's a way to put it. Slowing down the natural reverberations, which are the brain trying to attach the anxiety, trying to attach to it and connect it to something. That's not really, I mean, it's a natural thing the brain does, but it's not necessarily the best thing the brain does. So what I try to do at that point, not what I try to do, what I do is I, first of all, remind myself that it's morning. I, I appreciate that I slept. I have anxiety. I'm not an anxious person. I'm a person with anxiety. Uh, my brain is trying to attach the anxiety to something. I say, well, maybe it's just because. I don't need to know what there's multiple reasons why I could be experiencing anxiety. So it's not important. So I tell my brain, don't attach to anything. Just don't, don't attach it. Don't analyze it. Just let's do this. Let's do the morning routine as is usually done on a daily basis. So I have a morning routine. I've talked about it a million times. It's very consistent. It is very good in the morning to have consistency, especially if you have weak mental health, so that you can program your brain because whatever happens in the first hour, 20 minutes, something like that, it creates the, this, the mindset for the day. So you want to not live in that anxiety. So what I do is simple but it's not easy and it does take practice. I create a very routine, morning routine. I do it consistently to where that is my morning habit. It feels safe. It feels comfortable. It feels removed and buffered from outside things. It feels centered on peace and tranquility. Okay, And what that morning routine is, you can look at a hundred of my podcasts and hear it, but here it goes again in a nutshell. I first make my bed. It takes me a long time to make the bed. And while I make my bed, I'm not allowed to think about anything except for making the bed. The Dave Fremlin Show is now available on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcast iHeartRadio. If you like listening to the Dave Fremlin Show, don't forget to follow me and subscribe to my podcast and share me with a friend. Thank you and have a nice day. When other thoughts creep in, I tell those thoughts, not now, I'm making my bed. The corners must be perfect. The sheet must be perfectly lined up. The fold on the blanket must be right. There should be no wrinkles. The pillow's in order. The foot blanket, you know, the one I put across the bottom of the bed for extra blanket at night must be perfectly even, folded properly, 
everything must be 100%. Takes about mm, 20 minutes. When that is done, I go into my bathroom, I weigh myself, I do bathroom things, and then I go into my kitchen and I put a airborne into a glass of water. <laughs> I put vitamins into a cup. I walk over to my balcony. I open the balcony door, the curtains. I walk out onto my balcony. I say hello to my flowers and plants. I look at the sunshine and the trees across the way. I enjoy the feeling of fresh air. Then I come in, and mind you, this is all right when I wake up. I come in, on my way in, I turn on the lights in the living room, dining room. Then I'm in the kitchen again. By then, my airborne is dissolved into the water and it's ready to drink with the vitamins. That's before I eat anything. Eight ounce glass, liquid water with vitamins. Then I make a protein shake in a 12 ounce glass of water with one big scoop of protein, some chocolate syrup, uh, a little chocolate powder on top of that and I make a nice fluffy 12 ounce chocolate protein shake 200 calories 20 grams of protein then I go back into my bathroom and I do brushing teeth hair face clean myself pretty make myself look like a mature adult and then I go back into my kitchen and I clean the things from the breakfast. I mean, then I clean the, the pitcher, the uh, blender, and I make a scrambled egg or I make a breakfast. Uh, today I had scrambled egg sausage on a bun with a piece of cheese, like a little McMuffin. Then I go to my gym. Sometimes I ride my bike. Sometimes I drive my car. I go to my gym. I listen to music for 30 minutes while working out. All I'm allowed to think about is the music or what I'm doing, counting to 10, putting the weights on and counting to 10, breathing. I'm not allowed to think about anything outside of that. I'm while the, the main point of the entire morning routine, aside from putting myself together in the morning and aside from giving myself a buffer between waking up and the outside world, is I give myself permission only to think about the thing I'm doing right now. It's very comforting, safe. Um, it doesn't feel threatening. Then I go to the gym, not allowed to think about anything. I can say hi to people, look at pretty people. And then I come home and then I can do whatever I need to do before work, at work, I think only about work. And if I keep my head, really, I guess that the ticket is to keep my head primarily in the present. I think that's kind of the key. And so I, I have things today to do, kind of a relaxing day. Tomorrow is a busy day. I don't want to think about tomorrow. So today, all I could think about is today, I am nervous about work. I screwed up somebody's credit card yesterday and there might be some disciplinary action, but I just have to, you know, here's how you deal with it. There's anxiety about a thing that might happen at work. It might also not happen. 
And if it does happen, there's nothing I can do about it. I did a thing. It was, well, it didn't seem stupid at the time, but now it does. Hi, I'm Dave Fremlin, host of the Dave Fremlin Show on Podbean. Now you can listen to me on Spotify also, but please support my podcast by clicking the follow button on the Podbean or Spotify app. Thank you for listening and have a nice day. And if there's disciplinary action, then there's disciplinary action. I can't do anything about it except for just accept what has to come. Worrying about it does nothing. And so I just have to, and there is a certain amount of worry, which I I don't think it can be helped. But ultimately, I don't really think it's going to be a catastrophe. And therefore, I don't need to mentally or physically prepare myself for anything like that. So that's it. And now for the B text of the podcast is, you know, there's these shootings going on. And I just want to point out that whenever these things happen, there always become these huge debates about banning guns. And I just want to point out that the law-abiding gun owner citizen who has a Second Amendment right to keep and bear arms, not infringed, these are not people who commit crimes. In my experience, a, a mature, adult, responsible gun owner is probably one of the most responsible types of people there are. And you cannot blame millions of innocent, responsible adult people take away their rights because of a few psychotic people. And you cannot listen to the media narratives about the gun control because they make it seem, oh, this only happens in America. Not true. There were 50 people killed last night in a shooting in, I don't remember what country, I think it was someplace in Africa. And there were two shootings, killing something like 75 people. This does not just happen in America. It is selectively reported on by people that have an agenda to remove people's Second Amendment rights. And you got to look at, okay, there are people whose motivation is innocent. I think that guns are unsafe. I believe that people are that it's bad, blah, 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 their heart's in the right place. But then you got to think about what is the reason why there is a Second Amendment in the first place. Then you got to look at what, whenever there's an innocent reason for something or an innocent reason to do a thing, there's also a bad reason that can be exploited. So you got to think about what could be the negative consequences of taking this action and how can it be abused? You got to look at mostly how can it be abused by government because government is usually what abuses people. You know, most people just want to go on with their lives and be left alone. It's government that really causes problems. And it's throughout history. I'm not making this up. I don't understand why suddenly people trust the government. We've Governments have never been able to be trusted since the beginning of time. And our entire country was founded on distrust of government. 
And so when you get people in office that all they want to do is take over everything by the government, to me, oh, they say it's to protect you, it's to help you, it's to keep you safe. But really, is it? Are you safer with the government taking care of you? Or are you safer taking care of yourself from the government? And I urge you to look at a history book. It goes all the way back to the Bible. Goes as recently as the very last country, the very last war. Governments can't be trusted. They cannot be trusted. They cannot be trusted. They want your money. They want power over you. That is the kind of a person who goes into government in the first place. It's not just institutional within the government. It's the type of person who's attracted to being in government. Okay? And so when you get enough of those ganged up in a certain ideology, you got to be careful. And so my admonishment is that you cannot trust the government. And you take that wherever you want to take it. But I am reminding you that the first 10 amendments of the U.S. Constitution are based in restrictions on government. They do not grant rights to people. They protect rights that people already have from government. And if you read the wording, you will see. You have the right to be free of government infringement. You have the right to be free of this or that, okay? Your right shall not be infringed is the Second Amendment, okay? The First Amendment, you have the right to freedom of blah, 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 blah. No government shall, okay? Then you have the Second Amendment. Your right shall not be infringed. Then you have the Third Amendment. That no you have the right to be free of. Amendment four, you have the right to be free of. Five, you have the right to be free of. You also have the right to. They are restrictions on government. Okay? Never trust the government. And that's the end of my podcast. I hope you have a great day. Thank you for The opinions expressed in the Dave Fremlin Show are strictly opinions. I am not an expert. The Dave Fremlin Show is written, directed, and produced by Dave Fremlin and is a Dave Fremlin production. Thank you for listening.